Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to dive into the one habit that is keeping you suffering. That habit is complaining. We're going to talk about what it is, why we do it, and what we can do instead. Hello, my name is Mary Maduna Gross, and you're listening to Fully Alive, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs who are hungry to live their purpose, expand their impact, and create with ease. All right, complaining. It's almost a um, human favorite pastime is to complain about what is happening or isn't happening that we would like to see happening, right? Think about it. How many conversations have you had even in the last 24 hours or maybe 48 hours? How many of those conversations were rooted in complaining about something? Maybe you were complaining. Maybe you were listening to complaining. So this brings us to one of the first reasons about why we complain. It's a way that we connect to one another. Again, when I first started paying attention to my complaining and I, and I told myself I didn't want to be a complainer, uh, the first obstacle that I ran into is I didn't know what to talk about, right? Because if I wasn't going to complain about something, what is it that I could actually talk about? So again, complaining is one way that we connect to one another. It's a way to ask for validation. It's a way to, to ask for support. Um, it, it's kind of a, a backdoor way because we're not very direct about it. We're just hoping that if, if we complained long enough, either we'll hear ourselves say the right answer and we'll hear it and we'll be able to act on it and actually change something. Or we're hoping that someone else can, can hear what we're talking about and see it from a different perspective and, and give us that little bit of information that we're looking for. Right. So complaining is also really attached to the habit of overthinking, because when we're in that state of overthinking, we're always scanning our environment for where's the problem, where's the solution, and what is it that I need to manipulate or control in order to create the outcomes that I want. And so complaining, one of the reasons that we do that is to connect to one another and to hopefully find some solutions to things that are, are challenging for us. Another reason that we complain is because it is a way to release the energy. So whenever there's a challenge, all right, it triggers our nervous system. And so now we've got the, these um, hormones around stress that are just coursing through our bodies and it feels uncomfortable. And so by talking about it, it's one way that we relieve some of that pressure that um, has built up with this energy. But to be clear, the complaining itself does not actually solve the problem, doesn't get to the root of the problem. Again, it's, it's one way that we um, try to, to problem solve and uh, connect to others in that process. So those are really three big reasons why we complain, to look for solutions, to release the energy, and to connect to other people. But there's got to be another way, right? And we're going to get to that. But before we do that, let's just take a moment to examine this habit of, of complaining relative to the Energy Leadership Index model. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would highly encourage you to go back to that. That is episode 93 to understand what this framework is. So on this framework, we go from a victim uh, at level one and all the way to seven is, um, you know, basically enlightenment. 
And these are levels of energy, levels of consciousness. And at each level, we operate from a certain set of beliefs. So at the victim level, the, the core belief that we operate from is that I lose. It doesn't matter what I do, I'm going to lose. And the core belief at level two is I win, you lose, meaning that I, just, I can justify the, the means to the end as long as I'm winning and you're losing. Because it's that fighter side of us. It's that part of us that really wants to smash down any opposition so that we can rise up and look better. Level three is that area where, that messy middle, where we're, we're learning to take responsibility for ourselves. Level one and level two, we are seeing life as happening to us. And therefore, we don't even um, assume that we can take any responsibility because we've already decided it's happening to me. But at level three, we're willing to question that. Well, maybe it's not exactly happening to me. Maybe I have some input into how I'm at least experiencing this. Even if I don't change the actual event, I do have control over the, my reaction to this event or the meaning that I give to this event. So complaining is something that happens a lot when we're at levels one, two, and three. Level four is really, is you win, right? That's the core belief, is you win. In order to really be at level four where you win, I've got to be okay with me. And again, our complaining is all about because we're not okay with ourselves. We want to say, I'm not okay with this event or that person or this, what this person said to me or how this transpired. We want to say all of that is what's creating pain for me. But the reality is that we're making meaning from each one of those events and the meaning that we're giving it is harmful to us. It hurts us. We are believing things about ourselves that don't feel good. So let's give this an example. Um, a common thing for people to complain about is I never have enough time, right? Never have enough time to do what I need to do or want to do. And, and then there's no time for me. That's one of the ways that we often complain. So what are the beliefs that we might have? If I'm at a level one, um, and I have a perception about time, I'm going to believe that there's nothing that I can do to change my relationship with time, that I'm a victim of time, there's never going to be enough time, and that I'm never really going to be able to use time in a productive way. Okay, so that's the core belief. And if that's what I believe, then all of my behaviors are, have to align with that. At level two, if I'm complaining about time, that means I've got to fight for my time. We, we, there's this belief of scarcity. And so I've got to get really brutal about what I'm giving my time to. What am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? But it's not just for me, right? Because again, this level two is I win, you lose. So what we're really focusing on is at level two complaining is making sure that we establish in our own mind, as well as anyone else would listen to us, that we have been wronged. We've been wronged by uh, a person or an event. In this case, we've been wronged by time. Or we've been wronged because there's been too many demands placed on us in a, in a small amount of time, right? So these are ways that, again, our core beliefs influence how we perceive, in this case, time. At level three, the conversations about time might be Gosh, I'm, I'm sure there's a way 
for me to to make time for everything that's important to me, but I just haven't quite figured that out yet. Right. So it's that middle piece. I'm not where I want to be, but there's that optimism that I can figure this out because if I don't have that optimism, I'm back down to level one or level two. So when you're complaining, ask yourself, where am I at on the scale? Am I at level one? I believe that that doesn't matter what I do. I'm I'm just going to lose. Or am I complaining at a level two? I want to make sure that I and everyone else that will listen to me knows that I've been wronged and who has wronged me and how they've wronged me? Or am I at level three where I might say, gosh, this isn't quite where I want to be yet. I can still figure this out. So think about when you're observing your own habits of complaining, where are you at on this continuum? Now, you've noticed that I haven't talked about complaining from level four, five, or six, or seven. That's because individuals who are functioning at those levels see no value in complaining. Therefore, they don't do it, and which we're going to get into. What are they doing instead? Okay. So if you are complaining, then you know that you are down at level one, level two, or level three. And if you recognize that someone else is complaining, notice that that is also where they are. Now, with that information, when you see other people complaining, then there's an opportunity for you to offer empathy, but you don't necessarily need to buy into their complaints. Um, This brings up that conversation or that experience we often have about venting, right? We, We have either been that person or we have people in our lives who want to come to us and vent. Is that really helpful? In some cases, maybe so. If really all they need is to release that energy, um, if that's what they need in this moment, then sure, I can listen to your complaints and, and give you the space to um, release that energy. I can acknowledge your experience. I can even validate that I can understand why you would be feeling that way, right? But venting itself, as we said earlier, isn't actually going to solve the problem. So you might ask that person that is complaining, what could I do for you in this moment? Do you just need me or want me to listen to this? What is it that you're looking for? And if you find yourself complaining, ask yourself those same questions. What am I trying to do here? Am I trying to offload some of this uncomfortable energy? Am I looking for solutions uh, to, to this challenge? Or am I really wanting to um, uh, con- connect to somebody? Do I, am I trying to bring somebody into my perspective, my, uh, bring them onto my team, so to speak, right? Because again, at level two, what we would be doing is, is finding our tribe, the ones that believe uh, as we do, see things the way we do so that we can set up an us and them. We can set up that competition within our um, organization, whether that's our family or that's the team that we work with at work, or, you know, it's your hockey, uh, your beer hockey team. It doesn't matter. So what is it that we can do instead of complaining? Okay, so let's say we're at this level three, and, and we know that we don't want to complain anymore because we understand that it's really not solving any, any real problems. And yet we still have these problems. So what, what is it that we can do that isn't complaining, that would be proactive and move us toward what it is that we want. So let's think about this as kind of a a continuum. 
When we're complaining, we basically have a right and a wrong. We, in our minds, we have a belief about things should be this way, or they must be this way, or this is the right way for things to be, right? We have all of those rules in our head. And when we look out on, into the world, we say, well, does this match the rules that I'm, I'm living with? Which, so if it matches, we, we like it, right? It, it's following my rules. I like this. I'm not going to complain about it. But if it's not matching my rules, it's uncomfortable for me. And now I'm going to complain about this because I don't like it. It's not lining up with my rules. So that's really the continuum that we're playing on um, when we're living by default, when we're not very intentional about what our experience is, when we're not observing ourselves. So let's turn that observation machine on. Now let's look at this continuum. And on the one hand, we can have things that are lining up with the way we think they should or we'd like to. Um, but on the other end of that continuum, instead of I don't like it, right, the black and white version that we just talked about, on this end, we have the question of how does it get better than this? Okay, so either we like it or we're asking ourselves, how does it get any better than this? In between that, kind of in the middle of that, one of the other things that we can do is acknowledge our own preferences. So maybe things aren't working out exactly according to uh, the rules that we have established in our own mind, but maybe it's not so far off. And at this level, we can really start to um, get granular with what are my preferences? Um, an easy example, um, ice cream. Right. So I love ice cream and I would take any ice cream. But if chocolate ice cream with cherry is available, that would be my preference. OK, so we again, we're looking out at our experience and it, are we experiencing what it is that we're looking to experience, what it is that we want to experience? And, and if we're not, let's look at it from the perspective of what are my preferences in this moment and what decisions and choices can I make in this moment to move me closer to my preferences? And or if it's a bigger question or a bigger challenge, asking ourselves, how does it get any better than this? So if you notice in the complaining continuum we talked about where it was just right or wrong, I like it or I don't like it, um, it's very black and white. And what that does is it keeps us really examining the problem, right? Because we haven't solved it yet. And so we just think that if I spend more time with it, I, I stew in it um, either in my own mind or if I find someone that I can stew with this um, out loud about, um, I'm looking to solve that problem. Whereas this new model that I'm offering you is if things aren't going exactly according to your, your preferences, identify what these preferences are and make any choices or decisions that you can that would move you closer to them. This question about how does it get any better than this acknowledges the challenge without getting caught up in it. Because when we think that we have to find all of the answers to our challenges, we're, we're operating from this belief that somehow I have to figure this out. Now, I don't know about you, but most of the time the challenges that I'm facing is because I well, this has got to be true for everybody, right? So if I'm facing a challenge, by definition, that means that I don't believe that I have the knowledge, the skills, or the resources to 
to influence or impact the situation so that it becomes more of what I want. So complaining keeps us staring at the problem and we're just hoping to find the solution. The question, how does it get any better than this, gives our unconscious mind a new job to do. Instead of examining and trying to find the solution, we're looking for something novel. How does it get any better than this? Which, which first of all, is going to put our nervous system more into a, a more neutral state. Because if I'm asking myself, how does it get any better than this? I'm not in a state of fight or flight. I'm in a state of curiosity. The other thing that this is going to do for you is now that you've got that question in your mind, now unconsciously, you are looking for those solutions and, and expecting that those solutions will find you. And that in the meantime, you can, you know, get as close to your preferences as possible, or you can wait it out with the belief that you know that this is going to change and that you have the strength to maintain where you are now until how this gets any better become, reveals itself to you or becomes clear to you. So what else can we talk about? So let's, let's bring that, that back to if you find yourself complaining or, or with someone else, um, focusing on this, this is really what I would like to see. And then I'm looking for how it would get any better. The other things that you could talk about is talk about what you're passionate about right now, right? You, you got the problems. Of course, we've got the problems. But let's talk about what is working well and what's exciting about what is working right now. And if you say, well, gosh, I don't even know what I would say because I'm just unhappy or dissatisfied with so many things in my life. This is the probably the most important reason why you should look at and ask yourself, what am I passionate about now? What am I moving for, uh, toward? What is it that I believe about myself that I want to go out and create evidence that that belief exists? Do I... Um, I want to see myself as strong and as confident. Um, how do I go out and create those experiences where I get to feel myself as strong and confident? Another question to ask kind of in this uh, realm of what are you passionate about is what is it that you're creating now? Right? So what are you building now? What Again, that's a way to focus on that proactive moving forward piece rather than the part that's keeping us stuck. So complaining, is that one habit that is going to keep us staring at our problems, hoping that in the process of talking through it, either internally in our own mind or, or preferably with somebody else, we're going to find the solutions to the problem that probably isn't going to work for you. Now, you may go back and you may have evidence that complaining works for you. Then by all means, keep doing what you're doing. But for most of us, I would say that complaining isn't going to get us the answers that we're looking for. What will bring us the answers that we're looking for is when we keep our perception open with questions like what else is possible or how does it get any better than this? And if someone is continually, continuously coming to you to vent, you've got to ask yourself, how much do you want to be that sounding board, that venting? Because every time you are in the presence of that energy, it's going to resonate with any part within you 
that would is also in that state of complaining. Any level one or level two part of you is going to resonate with. So it could hook you, right? And so if you don't want someone else's complaining to hook you into this habit of complaining, then shift the conversation and ask them what they're passionate about right now or ask them what they're creating right now. And if they can't answer either of those questions, they'll probably just walk away, right? Because they're not getting the space that they wanted to complain and they don't quite know what else to look at yet. And that's okay. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that this conversation helps you see complaining, your habits of complaining in a new light, gives you an opportunity to say, what is this really doing for me? How is this possibly holding me back in this moment? And we've also talked about shifts. How else, what else can you talk about if you don't want to complain? And how else can you help others who may be complaining to you? So my challenge for you after listening to this is really to tune into and observe your own habits of complaining. How do you justify those complaints? And when you ask yourself that question, you're going to get to what you believe about yourself that is limiting your ability to meet this challenge. And when you know what those limiting beliefs are, you can change those. And we'll continue to have those conversations. So the other question that I would ask you to ask yourself is, what would you have to believe about yourself for this issue to no longer be a problem? Because once again, everything comes back to, our experiences come back to what we believe about ourselves, our place in this world, and what we expect from others. Thank you for listening to this conversation. Please join us at Fully Alive on Facebook for more conversations about complaining, our habits of complaining, and how we can break this habit. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Are you ready to play and experiment with these ideas so that you too can live your purpose, expand your impact, and create with ease? Join us at Fully Alive on Facebook. We've created this space to explore the effects these practices and principles can have on your own experience. And if you're feeling the nudge to explore what coaching can do for you, send me an email at mary at bluebambooleadership.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be fully alive.